Good morning. And welcome back to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Pamela Robinson. The Lotus Flower Podcast. Aim is to educate, equip, and empower our listening audience while sharing culturally relevant educational topics. The common name for the lotus flower is the water lily. It has the characteristics of opening in the morning and closing during the night. The lotus flower grows in muddy waters as it rises through the murky waters to bloom and blossom into a beautiful pink and white flower. This flower signifies the strength behind the Lotus Flower Podcast. This podcast was birthed for you to be able to know that you can come out of whatever difficulties that you may be facing. Even though the waters may be murky and the environment may be gloomy, you can push your way through those difficulties because of the inner strength that the Holy Spirit equips you with. We want you to know that the aim of the lotus flower is to ensure that you are empowered and encouraged to know that it is the flower that blooms in adversity that is the greatest of them all. Be encouraged, beloved, to bloom and to blossom with positivity and with fragrance and a beautiful aroma as you fill the atmosphere with love and positivity. May you be encouraged by the Lotus Flower Podcast and the discussions that our interview guests so candidly share from their depths. Thank you again for joining us Be sure to tune in to the Lotus Flower Podcast on several platforms, on Spotify, on RSS feed, on Wix.com, on Google Podcasts, on Reasons FM, and on Amazon Podcasts. Simply by going to one of those podcast platforms typing in the Lotus Flower Podcast, you will be brought once again to the podcast where you can listen at your leisure 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And be sure to click the button where it says like, to click where it says share, and be sure to subscribe When you subscribe, you will never miss 
a podcast episode. You'll always know when the next Lotus Flower episode will air, simply because that episode will be right there waiting in your inbox on your computer, smartphone, or tablet. Thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing to the Lotus Flower Podcast. This morning, we are elated to have with us in the person of my cousin, Kimberly. Kimberly Brooks. Kimberly Brooks is the youngest of three young adult children. She enjoys being around her family and doing new things. She is very open-minded. She loves to laugh. She's creative. And she finds that her mother, my cousin Annette, motivates her to reach her potential. Kimberly was born in Jacksonville, Florida. However, she now resides in Penny Farms, Florida. She's an educator and she has achieved her director credentials in the area of daycare facility operations. She currently is a master's teacher in the area of daycare facilities. She was recently awarded the Teacher of the Year Award and she is very humble to have shared with me these facts about her. She has several goals that she's ascribing to obtain. And when obtaining these goals and striving for them, she's always mindful to keep the Lord first in all that she does. She says that she wants all that she does to reflect and give the glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter if she doesn't even understand what might be going on or what the Lord may be saying specifically to her at that time. She knows that is, is through God's perfect timing and through God's leading and direction where she will always find her purpose and her direction. So once again, this morning, we're going to share an in-depth discussion with Kimberly regarding God's perfect timing. We know that God's never early. God is never late, but he's always on time. Now our timing isn't God's timing. God's timing is always perfect. You might say, well, why do you say, Dr. Robinson, that God's timing is always perfect. It's always perfect. I'm glad you asked because it's God's timing. It's as simple as that. Isn't it, Kimberly? 
it's perfect because it's always his timing. And if it's his timing, then it's a perfect timing. So we are so thankful and we are blessed to have our special guest with us in the person of Kimberly Brooks. She is on fire for the Lord. God has used her to obtain great things in her young life. And he's going to continue to use her as she walks with him and as she listens to him on a daily basis. When she listens to God, God will show up and he will listen to her. And when we listen to God, God will show up and he will lead, guide, and direct us. He will show us the way. Yes, he will. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning. And we want you to know that Kimberly is super excited to be able to share a bit about God's perfect timing. Kimberly, tell our listening audience why you chose the topic of God's perfect timing. Personally, I feel like God's timing, it grows our faith. And when you're waiting on God, it teaches you stuff. You're forced to learn stuff about yourself. You know, when we feel like we're waiting on other people or waiting on things of the world, you learn nothing from it. You know, if you can get something instantly, nothing comes from it. But when you're waiting on God, you're waiting on the presence of God, it's going to grow your faith. You're going to learn something about yourself. You're going to have a closer relationship with God and God is going to get all the glory from it. Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. And have you ever been through a crisis or through a difficult situation? And maybe some of you right now that are listening in our podcast audience are going through something now. And if you've been through a crisis or difficult situation, how did that cause you, Kimberly, to have to pull on your faith to the degree that you didn't even realize what to do next, but you were pulling on your faith and trusting the Lord to the degree that you said, okay, Lord, I give. Tell me a little bit about what you might have been going through. You don't have to tell us a specific, um, a specific situation, but maybe you can just tell us some things that you did in that particular situation that caused you to pull on your faith and pull on God more in his well, timing. Yes, ma'am. Um, I can go back as far as you know, my father passing away. I was very young and... Um, you know, I'm not ashamed to say my faith wasn't that strong because I was only 12. So I didn't really know, you know, to lean on God and stuff like that. But watching my mother and everybody around me, you know, that that's definitely God's timing for me. Because, you know, when you're younger and you're watching, you're experiencing stuff, you don't realize how much the timing of God affects things because, God, I feel like the timing of God deals with emotions too, because as time goes by, the pain that you felt, it's like it's smooth, it just smooths things over. Things doesn't hurt as bad, or 
it, it still may hurt, but it doesn't hurt as bad, you know? And more recently, um, I had COVID in July, uh, like the early the end of July. And, you know, to hear some, to know that people are dying everywhere around you from it, and then that you have it, oh, I really, I really, really, really was pulling on my faith, you know, because that was a very scary feeling to know that um, it's one thing to hear about it, but then yeah. it's another thing to actually experience it yourself. Right. And that taught me a lot, a lot about my faith and my strength with God. And it was nothing but time with God because you're forced to be alone by yourself if you do it the responsible way you're forced to quarantine and be alone by yourself. So that was all I had was time with God. And my faith was tested in so many different ways. So that was my most recent experience was um, being, being tell, told that I tested positive for COVID and then my whole family being affected by it. So that's the most recent, um, I guess you could say testimony that I have. Amen. Amen. And when you were going through that particular situation, what were the most three important lessons that you learned from that? I know one thing you said that your faith was stretched. So that's one thing. But what are what are three lessons that if you think back over that time and I think that everything that we go through, there's a lesson in it to be learned. So I want you to kind of go introspectively with me a moment and Think back. Uh, what are the three most important lessons that you think the Lord was trying to teach you at that time? Oh, Jesus. Um, to not, don't take people for granted. Don't take people in time for granted. Um, and so many things that we take in our bodies for granted because I lost, you know, and a lot of people still take health and life for granted. I lost my taste and sense of smell, just little things because everything's the little things that we get daily use of, we take it for granted. And I, and I don't mean to make anybody feel guilty, but it's the truth. You know, we take mm -hmm. our daily functions that God bless us with for granted. And it's, I guess it's human nature, but don't take people for granted. Don't take your health for granted and um, appreciate every moment, appreciate every time, because maybe some people feel like I was being dramatic, but I, it could have, my outcome could have been so much differently, you That's know, I could have not made it through. I could have been gone. That's you right. Know? So um, just enjoy every moment. Enjoy every moment because it, it could have turned out so much differently than what it did. That's right. That's right. And if you, to, if you think about one other thing, you said, first of all, don't take things for granted. Don't take people for granted. Don't take your health for granted. And yes, be sure to appreciate every moment everything just enjoy it in the moment because it could have turned out as you said a lot more different right. meaning that the fatality around us and the people that are that have passed and are passing from it needed mm -hmm. young and old is is right. rather, rather high so yes, that is true so and if you had to think of one other thing that you've learned when you were going through that particular crisis situation what might it be as far as having COVID, you saying? Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. um, to take better care of yourself, just to, I guess, to take better care of your health and just your body in general, because 
um, I kind of, I, I knew that there was something going on with me, but you know, we keep going and going and going. And sometimes I feel like you could doing a whole bunch of nothing. Sometimes you keep going and going and I feel like God will give you rest. He will make you slow down sometimes because, you know, you could be so busy doing absolutely nothing, you know? So sometimes I feel like God will stop you if you don't stop yourself. Mm -hmm. So in general, I would say just take care of yourself, you know, because you can't take, we hear people say it a lot, but it's true. You can't help anybody else or take care of anybody else if you don't take care of yourself. You know, so listen to your body and take care of yourself. You know, we we have to do better. So um, that's what I would say about the whole thing as a as a whole. You know, take care of yourself because I knew I was getting a cold. I knew something was going on, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. But I knew <laughs> I knew it was escalating into something worse. Oh my, well, that's got to be scary. But then again, like you said, you you tapped into your faith and you began to pull on your faith in the Lord, and you got through it. Thank the Lord for that. Those three most important lessons that you learned. And I want to reiterate those to our listening audience today is to make sure that you don't take people and your health and any even the small things in life. Don't take those things for granted. Like Kimberly said, she also said that that take better care of your health before before you get sick. We've got to be proactive. We don't wait until. But before we get sick. We got to eat right. We got to sleep right. We got to exercise. Not only do we have to read up and read our Bible and pray and feed our spirit man, we got to take care of our physical man as well. I believe that I hear Miss Kimberly saying that. And she also said that we got to make sure that we appreciate every moment in life, even the smallest things. Enjoy smelling the flowers enjoy walking. I look at some of Kimberly's posts on Facebook and she lives in a beautiful area. So she takes beautiful pictures of the sunrise and flowers and all. And it's just so soothing. That's, if you ask me, it's called self-care and appreciating the small things in life. I know that when you take those pictures, it seems like it brings so much joy to you. Is that true? Yes, ma'am. And that's why um, I love the sunrises and the sunsets and just being outside. Um, it, it is. It's soothing for me. I remember I got a chance to go to Key West one time and see the sunset. And you ever seen something that's just so breathtaking, like pictures don't really don't do it justice. But that was that was the case for me. And it's, you're correct. It's, it's soothing for me. Oh, praise God. That's great. That's great. Now, now we can we can learn from scripture in, in John chapter 11. It talks about how to hang on in times of crisis. Now, we know that Jesus gets the word in this particular passage of scripture. He got the word that that Lazarus, you might be familiar with that story about Lazarus when he was critically ill. Yes, ma'am. And he was so ill that uh, they called Jesus to come in and heal the man and all. And to the disciples' astonishment, Jesus, he, he didn't even run the healing. He didn't, he wasn't in a hurry. Jesus uh, stayed back for two days before he even left to go heal the man. And, 
And when he arrived at that man's home in, in Bethany, um, he got there and Lazarus' sisters were, were standing and they were all crying and they were saying that Lazarus had died four days prior to the Lord getting there. And um, they were wondering about God's timing in that because, you know, he didn't show up right away and heal him and all of that. And um, I just want my listening audience to be encouraged to know that that God's is never early and God is never late, but he's always on time, you see, because God's timing is not our timing. Oftentimes we want God to hurry up. We feel like he's taking too long. We're desperate for that delay, like, like those sisters of Lazarus in that scripture in John 11. They were so wanting him to hurry up. And I imagine that when you were going through that COVID situation, and maybe even when you were mourning the transitioning of your father, Kimberly, that you maybe wanted the Lord to hurry up and bring some closure from the pain, some closure from the uncertainty. Did you ever feel that you wanted him to hurry up and that it was taking too long? Did you ever feel that way? Yes, ma'am. Um, I did because there's just certain emotions and stuff that I uh, didn't want to feel. So, but I, I also remember um, my Aunt Barbara telling me a, a while ago, and I kind of remember this, and I would say maybe adopted this for my life, is that it's important to go through every process in life. To don't, don't skip over any processes any process you go through life because you you need to go through it, whether it be good or bad. And um, I can tell you countless of times, you know, going through the process of my dad passing, I'm 35 now. And that doesn't mean that sometimes I still don't feel that same pain. That doesn't mean that sometimes I don't ride down the road and just randomly cry or see something, don't cry. But the process of going through that or God's timing, you know, it's amazing how God will put people in your life to make those emotions or make things just, like I said before, kind of smooth over. So to answer your original question, yes, ma'am, I did. I wanted those emotions just to hurry up and move. Like, why is this happening? Why did this happen? But you don't want to question God at the same time, but you want some answers. So... Yes, and then your Aunt Barbara was helpful in telling you not to skip over any of the processes that you go through in life. And why do you think that we should not skip over those processes? Why shouldn't we go from A and jump all the way to D and, and skip the alphabet in between? Why, why shouldn't we do that? I think you'll miss some major milestones and learning some things that you need to learn about yourself. But shouldn't then, we avoid the pain? I'm sorry to cut you into that. No, no, you're fine. But shouldn't we, shouldn't we as humans just avoid the pain and detonate the pain by maybe watching a bunch of Netflix on TV or maybe just um, self-medicating or doing something of that nature so that we won't have to go through the painful parts and we'll just skip from A to D and we'll be there. Why shouldn't well, we I, indulge in, the, in, in trying to detonate that, that? 
Well, because I also believe that sometimes your trials or what we consider trials and tribulations can also be um, an example to somebody else. So we skip over or try to delete every process from our life and not feel it. You could be helping somebody else. There's always somebody watching you, whether you want them to or not. Um, there could be, and we all we always like to think just because we're a certain age, that doesn't mean that there's somebody that's 30 years older than you watching you or younger than you. So if you're skipping past every process because you don't want to feel that pain, you may be stopping somebody else from being delivered from something or somebody else that may need to see you go through every process. And maybe they won't have to go through it because you went through it for them. So you could be helping somebody else. That's right. That's right. And I know you have some younger nieces around and not only your nieces, but other young people in your church around that are watching your life. They're watching and they're, and you are that example as you speaking about to them. Sometimes a person doesn't, ha- they don't have to experience the storm. Yes, ma'am. They can see the storm. They can read about the storm, but they don't have to be in the storm. Why? Yes, because you've gone through the storm for them. So they can look at your life and the storms of your life and how you've gotten out of those things. And they could actually learn how to avoid some of the roadblocks that they might come up against. And so yes, I'm, that is one thing that I that I admire about you. I admire the, the fact that you're willing to go through the eye of the storm and not only just to benefit yourself, but you're willing to go through that eye of the storm because you want to you want to actually be able to identify with the pain and suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ to the degree that you're identifying with it will help point others to Jesus. I, I hear you saying that you want to be that example and that you, if your life can save somebody else from, I like to say, bumping their head, then you're willing to do that. And that in itself is honorable, especially coming from a young person. And I am so happy that you're able to go into into a deeper place inside of your spirit, not just a superficial place where it's all topical and where where we avoid the pain and we just kind of float through life and we kind of cover things up. That in itself will help you to obtain whatever goal that you place out there for yourself. First of all, keeping God first and then watching out for his perfect timing. That in itself will assure you that your life will be one of victory. Now, when you when I look at this phase, there's a, a phrase here that sometimes a lot of us say, a lot of us say that God's ways are not our ways. And I know that even in the old church, when I grew up with older church people, and even up to today, in other areas of our lives, and I'm sure in your life as well, you've heard people say that God's ways are not our ways. And when they say that, Kimberly, what do you think they mean by that? When they say, well, well, God's ways aren't our ways. Have you ever heard anybody say that or something similar to it? Yes, ma'am. Um, I think as simply as it, as it states, um, 
God doesn't operate nothing like we do. And because if like, I, I, you know, I keep referring to the pandemic, but um, I, as I've heard my uh, Reverend Andrews, the pastor refer to it, the pandemic, everybody sees it as um, something that came to destroy and turmoil and stuff like that. But it's a blessing in a sense, if you really think about it, because look what it did for a lot of people, I would say last year, maybe this year it has gone back to normal, but it forced a lot of people to be at home with their families. It forced a lot of family time. It forced people to go back to communicating. It forced a lot of people to go back to, I guess you want to say the old America. It forced a lot of people to go back to being, to connecting with each other because people were back in their homes. Right. So God, God has a way of doing things that we wouldn't do, you know, because a lot of times we just look over people. We reject people. We look over their ability or the disabilities, but God sees our abilities, you know, so God's ways really aren't our ways. And that's a blessing in itself because we have some cricket ways sometimes, that's but right. he has a way of doing things to where it works out just perfectly because um, like I keep saying, I know I keep referring to the pandemic, but it's the most recent thing. It was a blessing in a lot of ways to a lot of people. Now, it, a lot of lives were lost, but it forced a lot of things to happen that would not have happened. So I feel. So um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yes, it, yes, it does. And another thing is when we talk about his ways not being our ways when we're when we're so young like that. And we and we are we might lose a, a parent, you know they might they may die, and we're young like that, and and we just don't understand. But at the same time, during those times of loss, because I know there's people out there right now that are grieving the loss, young people of of their parent, and they need to hear this. They thinking well. Well, God, it was just not the right time. I was only 12. I was only seven. I was only three. Lord, I never got an opportunity to get that relationship with them. Or they could be someone that's a young adult. I was just in the prime of my of being a young adult coming out of college. And I ne- really needed their direction still. My mom, I needed my dad's direction. And um, I'm just not understanding your timing in all of that. Right. Kimberly, even in something that's that near and dear to your heart, because you have your dad transition at 12. How how do we assure somebody not to get mad at the Lord when they say, Well, Lord, you know, how could that not how could that not have been, you know, a timing that was off? Mm. Now that's a pretty deep question, but I but I know. Yes. I know you must have explored that time and time again yourself in, in, your, with your, in your private time with the Lord or as you talk with your mom or your pastor, even talk maybe through church, different things you might've talked about in different conversations you've had down through the years, you know, about it. I know there might've been a time that you probably didn't understand. I know that many people don't know of this fact about me that my, my mom, passed away when I was three years old as three years old. And I never, never even knew my mom. I know some, some people have memories as early back as three, but for some reason, I don't have a lot of memories from, from three. So mm. my, my mom passed and there was seven of us 
and my dad remarried my wonderful um, mother, which she was my stepmom, but we never considered her to be my stepmom because she raised us up just like we were her own children. So my mom and my dad, you know, they somewhat would explain to us, you know, the untimely passing of, of my mother from uh, chronic asthma. But even mm. way back then, I didn't understand it. And I didn't even deal with any of that. But until I got to be an adult, like I got into my uh, college years, and I realized that, you know, I did have a, another mom out there and didn't know her. And I started questioning God about the timing, you know, and why would he allow a person that had seven children to to actually, you know, die of chronic asthma and all. And God never gave me the total answer. He gave me a song. The song was that we will understand it better by and by. When the morning, there's an old song that says by and by when the morning comes, you know, mm. then that we will in the morning means when we get, get up and going on up to heaven and all of us are resurrected with him, then mm. we're, we'll understand some things. And so that assured me that I've got to trust his timing. And God said that he made a way of escape. The word of God says that when things become unbearable and that we cannot go a minute longer, that he will make a way of escape, meaning that he will make a way to protect our emotional state. Mm -hmm. God will make a way to carry us through that situation if we only trust him. So he mm -hmm. made a way of escape by providing a whole nother person in the form of my beautiful mother, uh, Miss Bessie. He provided my mother that reared me all the way from three, all the way up until she passed away, maybe 10 years ago and reared all of our siblings together at a beautiful home. And uh, thank God for that. His timing might have not have been perfect. And as we all saw it back then and relatives saw it and your relatives were a part of that, your older relatives knew all about that as well. And we all, they all came together and they supported us and supported my dad and my, and then that whole situation came out beautifully yet we didn't understand the timing of it all. Yet the older siblings of mine, my older brother and sisters, they understood the, the passing of my mom and they had so much pain, but God took care of them as well. And so when I, I said that to say that, I know that you've been there as well. You were a little older than I was. So you were 12 and you understood what it meant to have your dad go away because you had built a relationship up with him. You said, you probably said, Lord, now, this just doesn't seem right, and I'm struggling, and I, that's what I wanted my listening audience to hear this morning, that it's okay to be struggling, and it's okay to say, oh, Lord, this, this, this doesn't feel right, and the timing seems off. It seems like it's out of alignment. Have you ever been there where it feels like it's out of alignment, listening audience? Uh, Kimberly, have you ever been there where it seems like God's perspective is off a little bit? Especially, like I said, when you were dealing with the fact that your dad had passed away at such a young age. Yes, ma'am. And um, I think it's all going back to the words we were using. It's a time and a process to deal with it. It's not something that's just going to come overnight. 
You know, you're just not going to wake up and be like, oh, I feel better. Let me move on from this. It's going to take time for God to heal your heart and to slowly, you know, remove, not remove those emotions, but maybe just evolve them around something else. And I think it's important because sometimes, because the world will kind of put Christians on a pedestal for say, like, you know, we're not allowed to fail or feel any certain emotions or, you know, like, it's okay to feel those emotions as a believer in Christ. The only difference is we should fall back on something stronger. We fall back on God. We fall back on the word of God, you know? So it's okay to confess and say that I'm sad. I don't feel that I'm hurting because God already knows. He's just waiting for you to openly confess it, you know, to confess it to him. He knows your heart. So there's been so many times that I felt out of line. Like, I just can't get this together. I need a, I need a, a tune-up. I need it to be straightened out. You know, there's so many times that I feel like that. And I feel like that's when God is using you the most, you know, when you feel like you're all out of sorts. So um, to anybody that's listening that has lost a loved one at a young age, I feel like you are going to feel like your world has been shaken up for a long time. You know, and if you have a good support system or a lot of strong older adults around you, that's what makes the, the world a difference. Because I had a mother that really almost did not let us feel the sting of anything that was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, she just kept it moving. Like, you know, she made sure our lives were taken care of in every aspect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she wrapped us around aunts and uncles that did the same so because mm-hmm. we were so young mm-hmm. and now looking back my heart breaks a lot because I, I think well what about her you know mm-hmm. how did she feel how was she handling all that now that I'm older that's where my emotions go mm-hmm. so I I would say that it's definitely gonna it's definitely a process you know mm-hmm. it doesn't just happen overnight with anything it's a process but you will also learn to appreciate you know, God and how he does things, because when you lose a loved one, instead of being sad, you will appreciate the good things about them, because within my father is still, my oldest brother looks just like him, just like him, and acts just like him in every aspect, so in in a sense, he's still here, and so is my second oldest brother, you know, they resemble him in every way, so you know it's it's like he's he's still here in so many ways so I would definitely say it's a process oh beautiful beautiful and I love the idea what you stated that it was it was a village your mom first and foremost and then she I love how you said she wrapped your aunts and uncles and the older adults around you all so you were like in a cocoon in the village wrapped their arms around you all in the village, took care and made that way of escape that I spoke about, how the Lord will come in and he will make a way out of no way. He will take the pain and turn it into gain. And he did it through that village. And I want to assure you and our listening audience that when he has mama there, and it seems like mama bear is taking on everything and putting her own needs off to the side, be assured that the Lord is taking care of mama bear. He is, the Lord is carrying her burdens. Mm -hmm. They don't always let us see that side of them, 
that they are pouring their emotions and all that stress and strain of the world into the Lord, but they're still in the way because your mom is a very successful woman. Her yes, mom, my first cousin, and she is a, our, and a registered nurse and has actually managed many high and powerful positions in her area. And she's just, just, uh, just driven and motivated and highly professional and has, has actually excelled to levels probably even beyond what she thought she would excel and add to. And in order to be able to do that, you can't have a lot of chaos and noise and all types of things going on inside of your mind and in your spirit. Those things have to be quieted down in order for God to use you in such a mighty way. So that in itself, even with her not articulating what she might've done to handle those stressful times, that in itself points us to know that there was something on the inside working on the outside that was bringing about a change in her life. And that mm-hmm. inside thing was the Holy Spirit. Be encouraged, listening audience, that the Holy Spirit is able to transcend beyond all of our pain, hurt, and fears, and the part where we think that we are out of alignment and that God is out of alignment because the timing isn't lining up. There are some things that we're not going to understand. Like I shared a little bit of my testimony that I didn't understand why he allowed my mom to transition when I was three. Well, die for people that don't understand the word transition when I was three. Yet and still, he said, I'd understand it better and he'd make a way of escape and he'd give us what we needed. And so we thank and praise him that he gave us what we needed. He gave my cousin what she needed. He gave me what I needed. And listening audience, he's giving you what you need. He's causing you to stretch your faith. He's causing you to pull on your faith. He's causing you to be able to have to really trust him at a deeper level. The the Bible tells us, uh, Kimberly, and our listening audience, in Isaiah 55, verses um, 8 through 9, it tells us that my thoughts are not your thoughts. It says that my ways are not your ways. It says, for as far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts, then your thoughts. Now, listen, I want you all to know that, that God has an eternal perspective, okay? Meaning that God is great. God is Yahweh. God knows the past, he knows the present, and he knows the future. And God knows all that we're going to experience. God knows it all. He may not come when we want, but he's right on time. God is right on time. And God's word, God's word is always final and he always has the final say in it. No matter how terrible the situation might seem or appear, how awful it might feel, he's always there. Okay. He's always there. Even though it feels like there's no answer, it might feel like there's no hope. It might feel like there's no help. 
I want you to be encouraged, my listening audience, that God will see you through because he and he alone is there and he's there at the right time. Yes, he is. I also want my listening audience to be encouraged to know that God puts commas in our lives. Now you might say, and I'm gonna ask Kimberly to expound on this a little bit. You might say, well, Dr. Pamela, what do you mean by God puts commas in our lives? Well, God puts a comma where we put a period. Sometimes in our lives, now let's think about this, Kimberly. Go a little deep here. Some, there's sometimes in our lives that we want to put a period. That means that something bad happens in our lives. Our marriages might fail. Our mothers might pass away. Our fathers might pass. We might get fired from a job. We might experience discrimination. Our husbands might cheat on us. Our health could fail. Our houses could get burned down. All kinds of terrible things that happen. We could have a car accident. We could get diagnosed with terminal cancer. We, anything could happen. And that in itself is a period. But when we put those periods there, I want you to know that that is a place where God puts a comma. God puts a comma there. You mean, what do you mean by God puts a comma there? Now, in there are times in our lives that I talk, talked about, like when my mom passed and Kimberly's dad passed, or we went through the COVID situation as a nation, and we probably saw that as final. But we spoke about a little bit, Kimberly and I, we said that wasn't final. Kimberly said that God took that situation and woke people up. He caused people to have to communicate with their loved ones. He called them have to be at home in the same house with those people that you say, oh my, I don't want to be with them eight hours. I don't want to be with them 24, but God put you there. That was a period to some of y'all, but God turned it into a comma, meaning that he saw, he saw fit to take that and fashion it in such a way that it built a whole new relationship pattern for those people and for their homes. Just like he did with Lazarus when he was in that tomb. We went to that tomb. He was there for four days, wasn't he? And when he put that comma there, God, meaning he raised that little man up from the dead. He took the period, pushed it out the way and ha, put the comma in there and raised him. Now, Kimberly, if you could think of some areas in your life, now that you understand what I mean by, by a period and a comma, Think of some areas in your life that you thought were so final that it was like, period, this is it. Nothing else is going to change from here. And yet still, God came along, side of that crisis situation, that unfortunate thing, and turned it into a comma. Tell me and tell our listening audience, kind of give yourself a chance to think about it. So I'm just asking you this. Think about the times or a time or times that you thought it was just a dead end. But yet and still, God raised and resurrected that dead end. Can you think about some times like that, that something like that could have occurred and God flipped it around? Um, 
on a personal level, I remember when my uncle John John passed away and that definitely was a period on so many levels because that was, he's the baby to the, he's a baby boy. And that was very hard watching everybody that I lean and depend on for support being, it's like watching the rug being ripped out from under them, you know, and watching them go from being strong people to, I wouldn't want to say weak, but just watching them be at their weakest level of emotions and then knowing that there's nothing you can do about it. And I thought that was it for our family, like emotionally and everything else, because it didn't make sense to me. It, it still doesn't make sense to me sometimes, but I thought that was a period, you know, but watching like, once again, time and process, you know, everybody has being, their hearts are being healed in a lot of ways. And now when everybody talks about them, it's more of like laughter and remembrance of stories and stuff like that. It's still tears, but that was a very, very, very dark time you know, because it, it didn't make sense. So that was definitely a period, you know, because that we all have had deaths that hit us individually, like my dad and this person had this, but that happened to us collectively as a family. That was the most, you know, it, it didn't make sense to me. So that was a period, I feel like that somewhat turned into a comma because it brought, I felt like it brought everybody together in a sense of how to heal from that. So, and um, do do you feel that when it changed from from being a, a period going over into into a comma in in the lives of your family member members down there, do you feel that that all of them at that time as a whole switched over from a period to a comma, or do you think that some it took a little longer with? Some of them took a little longer and it's still taking longer because everybody's had different relationships with him and on different levels. And, you know, his life in, in, in a whole, he lived, he lived such a life, you know, he, he did, there was nothing that he didn't do. There's nothing that he didn't attain that he didn't go for. So, you know, when you talk about him, he had such a bright life. Mm -hmm. So I definitely do think it's taken some longer, but you know, to sit and just hear the stories of people talking about him, it's definitely changed the way people talk and the way people, you know, the tone is differently. So it's not as hard to hear, you know, the conversations and stuff like that. So the Lord did a beautiful thing, just like when he rose um, Lazarus and he resurrected that, it was a stinking dead situation. Imagine somebody's body laying there four days. It was rotten. It was stinking. Mm. That situation wasn't good. Just like when you talk about the situation where some in the family took a little longer to get there, it was starting to stink. It was starting to rotten. It was starting to get a little bitter. But God took that crisis that we could not see how to get out of, that we had put a period on, that the family had put a period on. He took that and he actually made it into a victorious situation because he knew down inside that you all needed to go through something of that magnitude because why would you say that? Why would you need to go through something like that? Why would a pot 
why would my podcast audience that's listening need to go through something so traumatic? Let's think about that. We have to go through those times because if we never had a problem, we'd never know that Christ Jesus could solve them. If we never go through anything deep that touches deep down beyond the superficial parts of us, we'd never know the inner strength that the Lord has put inside of us. We'd never, never reach to the levels and the depths in which he wants to take us. It's through the crisis situation where the victor has to push its way out of. You all heard me, us when we spoke in the beginning about that lotus flower. We talked about how that flower blooms and it blossoms through murky waters, through the stuff that's down low up under the ground, the stone, the mud, sometimes even manure that it has to push through. And it pushes through so, so hard with so much determination like Kimberly, I hear just from her speaking, just that determination, it pushes, pushes and pushes to the point where that beautiful flower blooms and blossoms and it comes up out of that water as a beautiful pink and white flower as if it was never touched. You've heard about that story in the Bible with those three boys that were in the furnace, Sadrach mm. and Meshach. You heard about them. You heard about Abednego, haven't you? What, yeah. what, 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 what happened when they were in that furnace and they came they out? Did. They weren't touched. They were untouched. And did they come out smelling like, like smoke and fire and all burned mm -hmm. up? How did they come out when they came out? I'm sorry. There was nothing. They, right. they were untouched. And if you ask me, Kimberly, and, and listening audience, that in itself could have been a period. Mm -hmm. but, but God turned it into a comma. Like God took Kimberly's situation with her uncle and my cousin, John John, that passed away some years back took that situation that was quite painful for their family, turned it from a period to a comma. Listening audience, let God turn your period into a comma because he's alive. He's alive and he wants you to trust him. He wants you to trust him and his perfect timing. Our timing is not God's timing. Nor, nor will it ever be God's timing. There are some things in this life that we'll never understand. There's some things like the old song says that we'll have to understand better by and by. That song says by and by when the morning comes, when all the saints are gathering home, we'll tell the story of how we understand stand and how we're able to stand in spite of it looking like a period. Now, Kimberly, this morning, this interview has been so profound and you have shared on a lot of different levels with our listening audience. Now, I want you to know that we appreciate you sharing with us today and we appreciate, we appreciate you're taking the time out 
to want to be able to pour into somebody else's life. And that's what it's all about, taking what you've gone through and using it as an example to help somebody else. Because the we always say that sometimes we're the only Bible that somebody might read. Sometimes in this life, people are not going to pick up the Bible and read the Bible. They might not even never walk into a church. But Kimberly, guess what? They'll see you. You'll be that Bible that they're reading. When you're working at the daycare and there's some people there that don't know the Lord Jesus in the pardon of their sins, they will be reading Kimberly. Kimberly will be the example of what a Christian woman should be. And your very life someday might draw them to the Lord. So I want you to be encouraged this morning by what you've shared. And I want you to be encouraged that God is yet turning anything that appears as though it's a period in your life into a comma. Podcast yes, audience, I want you to be encouraged and know that life interruptions come because they've got to come. They've got to come because it points you into God's divine direction for your life. Kimberly, is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we end today's discussion? Um, as far as God's perfect timing, I feel like just uh, wait on God, wait on God, because I know there has been so many times in my life where I felt like I was missing out or, you know, that, well, God, why not me? Or, you know, when is it going to be my turn? Never in a jealous mode because I've never been an envious person because, you know, not to brag or anything, but I pretty much always got everything I wanted and needed. So, but just like, when is it my turn? Because you feel like God is passing you by, but he might just be waiting for that special moment. You never know what, whenever you're ready to throw in the towel or, you know, just give up or be impatient or move or do it on your own. That's another thing because I feel like sometimes we move too fast or make a decision too fast and don't consult God, then that's just what he was getting ready to move in your favor or do in your favor. So sincerely wait on God. And that sounds so much easier said than done because, you know, why we wait is how we behave. Are we pouting or what are we doing while we're waiting on God? But I feel like God's timing is, it's not just a phrase, it's, you know, it's an action. It's something that we legitly have to do. And, you know, because, according to the world, according to everything, I should have been married by now and had kids and stuff like that. And I've had all those opportunities, like most, but waiting on God, because I want it to be, now I'm not going to say perfect, but I want it to be tailor-made for me. So um, I would just truly say God's timing is perfect because it is worth the wait. It's definitely worth the wait because there's been so many things currently that I have in my life that I know that if I wouldn't have waited on God, it wouldn't have turned out the way it has, you know, with emotions, you know, certain emotions that if I would have, I, maybe I wouldn't have been able to handle them when I was younger, you know, certain financial states I'm in now, I wouldn't have been able to handle when I was younger. People that are in my life, they came at the time they are needed now. I wouldn't have been able to handle those people five, four or five years ago. So just wait on God's timing, you know, not, not on what man can give you, 
because whatever the world gives you, it is truly temporary. It That's comes right. with a label and a date on it. That's and right. if the world if the world gives it to you, they can take it from you. That's right. And you know, but if God gives it to you, it has internal purpose and he will use it for you can use it for his glory. So that's right. Just, just wait on God. It's always worth the wait. And like I said, it sounds easier said than done, but it's always worth it. So that's that's just that is absolutely beautiful. That is absolutely true. And that is absolutely beautiful. And with that being said, I want you to know, listening audience, that you are able to tune in to this podcast. Not only if you are listening this morning, I want you to know that you can listen again to this podcast at your leisure at any time. We are streaming on several platforms. We're streaming on Spotify. We're streaming also on the Google Podcast. We're streaming on RSS feed. We are streaming on Wix.com, on Google Podcasts. We're streaming on, we're also streaming on Reason FM. And we are streaming on Amazon Podcasts. We want you to know that Miss Kimberly shared from the depths of her heart And sometimes in sharing, we've got to go back and we've got to listen again to what the Lord might have been saying to us at that particular time and moment. So you may not get it all today. And even Miss Kimberly may not get it all today. She may not even understand everything that the Lord has just shared with her. But I want you all to be encouraged to go back listen again, take notes, and ask him, what were you saying? And Kimberly, we want you to know that God has greater for you in store, greater for you in store. Thank you so much. Thank you. Joining us today for the Lotus Flower Podcast. And we are elated to let you know something very, very, very exciting. Not only has Kimberly given us our first podcast interview this morning, she has agreed to be a regular guest on our podcast. Miss Kimberly. <laughs> And myself are so excited to let you know that she will be featured on the Lotus Flower podcast as one of our, I call them millennial guests. She's a young adult. And she wants to share with you some things that young adults go through in this day and age. I talked to my cousin and she said, yes, cousin Dr. Pamela, there's some things that young adults go through and it's hard. She said, I got to agree with you. Yes. I want to talk. I want to share because being a young adult and trying to live in God's perfect timing and trying to do what thus saith the Lord and still enjoy life. Sometimes it can be a little difficult. So I want to be an encouragement to somebody else. 
especially those young millennials that are listening. So Kimberly, thank you so much for your willingness to be a regular monthly guest. I'm so excited for this opportunity. How about you? I am. I'm very excited to do this. I'm looking forward to something new. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, thank you all for joining us this morning for the Lotus Flower Podcast with our special guest, my cousin Kimberly Brooks, all the way from the beautiful town of Penny Farms, Florida, for our in-depth discussion today about God's perfect timing. Be sure and let God turn your periods into a comma. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed and sunshiny, prosperous day. Thanks, Kimberly. Yes, ma'am. Have a good day.